<sighs> and we're back. <laughs> we're back, you guys. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's so for context for why we sound this way, it is June 2nd. This has been the longest week, I think, mm-hmm. of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you guys haven't been living under a rock, you probably know why we're feeling this way, why many people are just feeling some type of way about some type of thing. Why some people, namely black people, are feeling some type of way. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to start. To be honest, I feel very upset, just kind of downtrodden in a lot of ways. But also, sadly, like, mm-hmm. this is the same shit. It's not, this isn't, <sighs> shocking Girl, i'm, I'm just like you. yeah this is how ha- it's happening again <laughs> what can i say yeah i am definitely i don't know i've definitely i mean i told Sunik this but yeah last i feel like i've been in a very difficult headspace in the past like i would say like two weeks just personally and mentally mm-hmm. um because i think like it's finally like Life is life of in, in a pandemic is kind was kind of starting to like sink into my brain a little bit um in the past like two or three weeks and I kind of like sensed it and mm-hmm. I was like okay I'm like you know trying to you know, keep things in check and then this week happened and I was like oh damn like here we go <laughs> like, oh dear it's <laughs> like, like here's the tidal wave here like, we fucking go it's like. <sighs> It's, you know, it's just kind of like that old, like, it's not like an old saying, but I, it's like, there's always something. That's just like my, my attitude, mm-hmm. I think, in life. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, here, here's always something. Like, <laughs> what can I say? Um, yeah, but I mean, it's been rough. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, I've, I think I've gone through ups and downs. Um, I've gone through, like, like yesterday, I was, like, just really depressed and just kind of not feeling mm-hmm. it, you know, just just not in the general mood of stuff. Saturday, I went to a protest here in Chicago. Yeah, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I mention it because I think it's one of those kind of ups in that moment. So we mm-hmm. went to, it was in Federal Plaza. Um, the, so, the, so protests, obviously, as you already know, have been happening pretty much everywhere. And it's been, I will say, I felt very inspired that day. And I think I've, I'm starting, I'm kind of on an upswing, I think, mood wise, where I'm starting to feel hopeful because I I feel like of the scads and scads of black men and women who have been murdered, because mm-hmm. that's what it is, it's murder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not, you know, mince words by the police, mm-hmm. by white supremacists, which I feel like are interchangeable. You can unfollow me if you want mm-hmm. to, but that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Something right <laughs> something about this and the murder of George Floyd, and I and I don't know if it's because we're in a pandemic and people are just at home and we're just all just plugged in more than usual. Mm-hmm. But you know, with Ahmad Arbery, with Breonna Taylor, um, which I feel like just happened, just boom, 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 like in very quick succession. Mm-hmm. Something that's happening yeah. right now, it feels different because I am seeing 
so many more people than I've ever seen before, you know, of, of the Tamir Rices, of the Trayvon Martins, mm. of, you know, it, it just is like the Eric Garners. And it's so sad that I, I could just list off <laughs> the names yeah. of yeah. uh, black men and women, Sandra Bland, who have all been murdered. Um, mm-hmm. Something feels different. And I went to the protest on Saturday and I felt inspired and I feel like I'm spending emotional. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't feel like no. I felt inspired by the number of non-black people that I saw. I, I've mm. never seen that before. I've been to protests before. I've heard, you know, I mean, I'm on social media. I always hear about people talking about Black Lives Matter and just about these, um, these awful, you know, instances of state violence against black bodies. And I feel, I felt positive mm. and I feel positive because I'm seeing so many people who are not directly affected by this speaking up and acting mm-hmm. that's like fucking finally like i i hate that it took this long yeah. and i think this is like the one thing that i've that's annoyed me is like mm-hmm. i get annoyed with like white people on social media who are like i'm shocked i'm like why how are you shocked like how are you still shocked <laughs> <laughs> thank you like thank you have you been asleep <laughs> your whole life like mm-hmm. did you just wake up from a coma like wh- how are you shocked by any of this exactly so but but you know what? Maybe that's what pe- that's the but that's what moves people. So being shocked if that's what yeah. what you needed and this is the thing to make you be like fuck, I need to do something, do something. But mm-hmm. I felt inspired by seeing so many non-black people out in Chicago. It was like a mixture of um, you know people who were on the streets. I was one of those people and folks that were in their cars. Sorry, excuse me, doing like a car caravan. So it was like. Eventually, just honking cars became white noise because on top of the people chanting and marching, there also was just people in their cars, like, honking their horns with signs who, mm-hmm. like, were blocking intersections. One funny moment. I'll, I'll like to lighten this a little bit. Um, yeah. If you're listening and you're whites, this is how you use your white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and this girl yep. is my queen. So we're out at Federal <laughs> Plaza. And the, of course, the police showed up and they were trying to. So like I said, there's people getting onto the streets, try, you know, marching and stuff. And we're in the loop. So if you don't know, it's downtown Chicago. It's where all like the, you know, businesses where fucking Trump Tower is. So we definitely showed up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we <laughs> were marching down there. And there was this, they were trying, the cops were trying to clear out the cars that were on the road to like clear traffic. Mm-hmm. And people were moving, and this white girl, and she had a blue cap, and she had blonde hair and a ponytail. She's in this convertible, so like just very. If you see her, just like oh, quintessential, just like young white girl, like whatever. She, mm-hmm. they're trying to get her to clear the way, and sis took convertible, blocked the street, screamed at the cops. I am a yes. white woman, and started blaring Jay Z, and then sat there with her arms crossed and just refused to move. And <laughs> when I tell you, people were like. Yes, like that's how you do it. Like, if you if you want to weaponize your whiteness, weaponize it like that. Because the funny mm. thing is, when she said "I'm white woman," they backed off. It was just crazy. Like in front of all of us, the police literally started yeah. "I'm a white woman" and like, "Oh, okay, we'll leave you alone." It's just like walked away from her, <laughs> and it's like it's funny, but also depressing that like that she she has the privilege to do that, and they didn't do anything to her. But it was amazing that she used her privilege in that way, and I love that because it was like, yeah. It wasn't a huge thing she did, but it was like, yeah, especially after like, you know, the whole like Christian Cooper thing too, the man in like Central Park where a white woman weaponized her whiteness to hurt or to try to hurt a black man. And the fact that she used hers in a positive way was like, yes, love that. 
Exactly. Gave it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. I said a lot just now. You, sorry, you go. <laughs> no, I love that. I think for me, so I, you're one of the people I knew that went to the marches in Chicago. I know another, one of, actually one of my really uh, good friends from childhood who I should like catch up with more easily. Um, but he's white and he went to um, the marches and was, I believe, arrested. I don't know. I haven't um, like heard much about it, but he's been very outspoken about things. And so that's been, yeah, it, I agree with you in the same way of like, it's, it's finally like, um, like hearing people that have never said anything or, I don't know. It's very weird. So I, I'm kind of my kind of, I'm, I'm getting coming out of it, but probably over the past week, um, my, I've been more frustrated, I guess, which I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing of like people that are just now coming around to things. Like I'm like, that made me frustrated mm-hmm. because like the rest of us in the world are just like, yeah, we like why like the kind of thing was like, why is this shocking to you now? We've like, been told y'all. Uh, <laughs> what you- <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I'm trying. I'm I'm not like trying to like not feel those things because I think I have the the like the right to feel those things, um, and to be frustrated about that. Um, but I remember like, like this kind of, okay. So for me, um, I'm, my mom is white. My dad is black. So I think for me, um, when people are like, was it, um, what does Amanda Seals always say? She's like, there's white people, then people that happen to be, just happen to be white, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> she, she's like, when I'm talking about white people, I'm not talking about the people that just happen to be white. So for me, <laughs> I, I've know, never like, heard me, that, like, for- but I'm going to start saying that. I love that. <laughs> I, I know yes. I know exactly what she means. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, the Karens are the white people and then the, the allies are the people that just happen to be white. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so for me, I, you know, from, you know, all my life, I, half of my family is, is, um, like I, I have half my family is white. So I have a very, you know, I have, I have a very part of my brain is very much like I have a very strong part of white culture and, and family that I love and that understand me and get it. Like was, that's what we talk about in our family. Like there's people that get it and people that don't. Mm -hmm. And so for my family, like my white family has always gotten it. Well, except for my one racist uncle that we never talked to. Oh man. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but so like, I think like, so for me, I've, um, I don't know. It's it the that that's been very interesting for me. But um, but for um, when I went went to college, I went to like when we talk about like predominantly white colleges. I went to like a white 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 college, conservative Christian college. Damn Arkansas! I don't know. How, whenever you mention it, I'm just like Lauren. Like bless up, you survived that. Like <laughs> honestly, it was it was a different time. It was 2010. Like, but at towards the end of it, it was kind of getting like. Mm, it's getting a little hairy here. Like I need to get out of here. <laughs> it, was, it was a different time, but I, um, like the the people that we talk about, like you know the the white people that are just like on social media that like just don't get it, don't understand that, like have like turn on these like blinders to 
black experience, black oppression, white supremacy. And, um, I like, those were my classmates. Those were my friends at school. And so that's something that's been very difficult for me, um, Mm -hmm. seeing on a regular basis post-college and those people have been blocked, no worries. But, um, (laughs) what was probably the biggest, what I'm starting to feel again that I felt, let's see, maybe like, it was like a year or two ago, um, when Botham John was um, killed in his home by a white female, he went to my university. Really? Yeah, he was. He was at Harding with me at and the so, same time. You were at Harding. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he was. And again, I went to a very, very white university. So, like, you knew the black people. Like, I didn't. So you knew. So you probably. I'm sure you probably like. We weren't like we. If you would be like, hey, do you know Lauren Hamilton? He wouldn't have known me, but but. He, but he he wouldn't have known of me, but he was like a very public figure on campus. Um, like okay. he was probably one of the most fate like w- like one of the most well known popular people on campus. Um, he ran for like student government, whatever they call it, and the, the student association. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very popular. Like he was in our we had like fake sororities and fake fraternities. He was like in one of the popular like cool guy ones. And, um, and he was very, um, uh, active in like, we had chapel every day, which is like a church service at the beginning. <laughs> we had to go to chapel every, but he was like, so like, he was like to be a black person, but also like not, he wasn't the football team, wasn't a basketball player. Like he was just a black guy that was really popular on campus. And so mm-hmm. when he was murdered, he like, all the people from Harding that knew of him, like that was kind of their first like quote unquote shocking moment that like black people get killed by police all the time. And because they were just like, well, it they knew because they knew him. He was a black person that they knew. He was the good black guy, mm-hmm. the guy that like, you know, like he you're not like the other yeah. black guys, you know, like that I think he he was that to them. And so hearing people like and even then, what was so frustrating was that, like, people that hadn't had it spoken or hadn't said anything about, like, because that it was in that situation, it was different too. Because it's like he was, it's like everything was di- quote unquote different, but it wasn't different. Like people tried to paint it that way of like he mm-hmm. he you know he was a black man murdered in his own home by like that. So, and I remember people posting about it, like people like my own classmates, my own friends from Harding about our other Harding classmate that was killed and murdered in his own home. And people are like, oh, you know, like, we just don't know what what was the real story. Like, like, it. so like, that was really because it's just like, you're oh, like, this is this is okay, if we're gonna put it in Harding terms, this is our brother in fucking Christ. And, and he was shot killed in his home and you like, don't see it. And so that that right now what's happening again it's like i'm trying not to be frustrated about it of like people starting to like whatever come to terms with it but it's like it's so frustrating like seeing like these it's it's basic ass white people that like feel like it's like (laughs) i want to start screenshotting them and being like because they're like oh you know like i've just been i've been sitting on this and i don't really know what i'm supposed to say about these things and they like come out and be like, you know, like this, 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 or it's either like, you know, black lives do matter. Like, 
like how long did it take you to first say that? Or it's like, you know, mm. we just need more love in the world. Or like Jesus said this, Fuck. or Martin Luther I- King said that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like if I see one more white person twist their mouth to quote MLK, cause you know, all they know, the ones and the ones I'm talking about, I'm not talking about all of them. There's the ones mm-hmm. I know who, you know, MLK from the March on Washington. And that's about it. You don't mm-hmm. know fucking anything else. You never read anything else that man wrote anything else that man said i feel like it is such a disservice to his memory Mm -hmm. to try to pull him up and invoke him when you know that you're fucking racist but you're trying to invoke it to shut down the conversation because you think that he's our christ and that if you say his name Mm -hmm. that we'll all be like you're right what would he do (laughs) like no no like don't like don't don't suck this man out mlk was if you're listening, if, if, listen, mm-hmm. whoever's listening, if you've done this shit, listen, MLK was a fucking socialist. He was a radical. Mm-hmm. He was infiltrated by the FBI to be torn down. He was murdered by white supremacists. This man was not yep. this, y'all like to think he's this little, old, little country pre- <laughs> country ass preacher who was just sweet. Nope. No, he was a fucking radical. Mm-hmm. All right. And he uses nonviolence in a radical way that pissed off most of white, white America. Exactly. Most people, most white Americans that were alive when MLK was alive were not with they him. Ask your, fuck, they didn't <laughs> ask your fucking parents if they liked mm-hmm. him. They might, they'll probably tell you yes now, but back then they probably did not like him. So don't, mm-hmm. don't pull him up. Oof. I get very heated. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, like I get really pissed <laughs> off when I see this whole like, what will MLK do? Like, violence is not the answer. Like, fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's like it's so it's just so annoying. It's like this like weird stuff that's uh. just like, and it's like it's like this new take of of like you know before it was like all lives matter. Like I'm colorblind. It's like this thing that's just this cycle that's just like constantly reiterated and now it's like you know it's the it's the posting of like you know like peace 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 and it's just like listen like don't don't tell me like <laughs> that was not the time like and I've, I've, i'm so glad that people are starting to kind of like be open about it or just like like just like because I've, I've been cycling through these blocks like for years now being like oh i don't fuck with you anymore like i don't i don't need you on my feeds <laughs> like we don't need to be friends and because it's just like you like stop invading this like because it's always the most random ass basic people that like decide that's like you don't now is your like who asked you for your like political opinion <laughs> who, like, about this stands at the pulpit <laughs> clears their throat and like yes. facebook i know you've been wondering what i thought about this situation well martin luther king jr said like, like no one asked you thank Claire, you shut up thank you <laughs> And like now, like, like, because I, I was telling you, Sadiq, I had been kind of like, just because of like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to maintain my mental health of like, not, like, I'm just trying to maintain. And so like, I'm really trying to stay off social media, but like, I made the mistake of rolling through the worst of the worst, which is my Facebook feed. Uh. (laughs) And today's trend is posting um, the... Like the picture of the moment when Mister Rogers washed his feet with the black guy, who was who was all okay, our, <laughs> and like that like ended racism in America or something. Okay, our feed is so different, and I think I think it's I think I think the way he went to college makes a huge difference because we you went to like a more yeah. conservative area. I was in like Liberace mm-hmm. area. I've only lived in cities, so everyone who like I don't fuck with in that sort of like political stance has been blocked since like high school so it's interesting to yeah. see because my feed is not that it is i do not know what you're talking mr rogers what? <laughs> well that's the thing it's like it's like oh, these 
where it's like all of a sudden these people are coming out of the woodworks that never post post or talk about anything. And it's like now they're like, oh, like I'm stepping up to the pulpit. Like here's my time to shine. And so they're like, they're like reposting. That's what, oh man, I don't know why it's annoying to me. But like, okay, so like, yeah, the the what my feed looks like, it looks so different. And it's, it's a lot of, I would, in the before I wasn't like, I I don't know, but, like, I'm very selective of, like, I'm very easily block someone, but I think because, which is good, because many people are, like, coming out and, like, saying things, like, I, I try not to do this, but I get very, like, judgy, like, when things become a trend, and it's, like, right now, it's, like, it's cool, it's cool to be Black Lives Matter right now, like, that's a fact, Mm -hmm. and that's cool, that's good, but at the same time, it's just, like, yeah, it's easy to say that now, but it wasn't easy before. So why weren't you saying it before? And yes, and so that's just that's just frustrating. And one of the things that's really frustrating for me, and the thing is, it's like I don't mind it when black people do it because I'm just like you can post whatever you want, go for it. Yeah. But it's the white people, it's like they're like, which I think it's beautiful artwork that's being made, but it's almost like this um the like the kind of memorial artwork with like people like it's kind of like a cartoony yeah art with beautiful wording of flowers yeah and that's what a lot of people and and all of a sudden it's like that's what people are posting it wasn't like you know like the like it's not people's actual photos it's not actual things it's like this weird it's like oh well this is easier to look at or like this this person is is putting it in a more nice wonderful way to hear and so i'm gonna repost that instead of Mm. like the more radical or the more like hard-hitting stuff and i'm trying not to get frustrated about it but i'm just like what the hell like why is like now it's like more acceptable so people it's just i I feel that i feel that too because i think when i look back at like when the black lives matter i mean like which social media i think it's so fascinating because Mm -hmm. i remember when blm started and Mm -hmm. I was still at Harding. I remember that. We were in college. And yeah. I remember people's stance just being like, it's just a hashtag of social media. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. real. And how it's turned into an actual movement. Like, it's an actual organization that you can donate, which you should donate money to yep. your local Black Lives Matter chapter. chapter I think yeah. um, if you live near a major city, there usually is one. So if yeah. you... You know, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, I understand that we're in pandemic. If you can't go out and protest and you're, or you're not feel comfortable going out there, that's fine. But like yeah, donate, donate to like Black Lives Matter. There's tons of um, other organizations in your cities and states. Um, if you want to help bail people out who have been arrested, peacefully mm-hmm. protesting who have been arrested because we've seen yeah. on the news, the police brutalizing people who are peacefully protesting, which is why mm-hmm. this whole, as much as we love the whole like stay you know keep the peace or whatever it's like there are plenty of the peace we there are people people there are plenty of keeping the peace and the police are are responding like a military responding to a foreign um invading power we also have photographs from the civil rights movement where those same mlk quotes that you post with them marching peacefully were met the same exact (laughs) way okay have you not seen selma i'm just saying like (laughs) Like, oh, if you have not watched Selma, go like. like go, not, but no, is I it, feel you. Is I, it the I feel same you with the, Yeah, I feel you. I feel you with the social media stuff, and I think mm. I I think there's power in social media of trying to spread awareness, yes. spread a message. But if you're going to post, you need to back that up with action. It's not enough just to share the image. 
share yeah. resources. I've seen so many um, white folks that I love or people who, what is mm-hmm. it, who happen to be white. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. friends who happen, my friends who happen to be white who are posting really great resources of things to mm-hmm. read. Like maybe you are yes. one of those people who is just now like waking up. You yeah. know what? I've said what I said about you, but you're just waking up. We're here now. I'm going to meet you exactly. where you're at. There are plenty exactly. of resources of books that you can start reading if you want to start learning about like fucking fragility, uh, the new Jim Crow. Mm, There's so yeah. many documentaries that are made by black people that you could be watching if you want to learn about this shit yeah. because there is there is a lot of un- – it's not a learning. It's a lot of unlearning because the reality is that growing mm. up in America or just growing up in the world that – in a world that is so – inherently anti-black we have all been taught in a very white supremacist way myself included Mm -hmm. learning about a history that was Mm -hmm. not mine and it wasn't until i went to college and i was able to go to african-american studies and like take those classes and i learned Mm -hmm. it's it's sad it wasn't until i was 18 years old i started to learn what my history was in this country because i knew the frou-frou mlk rosa park shit i didn't know about fred hampton (laughs) i didn't know anything about malcolm Mm -hmm. x i didn't know anything else about honestly any any movement post 1968 i knew nothing else i didn't know black panthers racism ended that's why (laughs) i i grew up thinking the black panthers were a radical violent group and realizing that oh actually they fed their communities and like had free lunch programs in oakland Mm -hmm. like was not taught that until i was an adult so fucking read some shit learn some shit there are some podcasts out there i plug code switch is an amazing one that is done via npr and they talk about race and they talk about a lot of shit that you don't know there's one that's it's not a black podcast but it is called um you're wrong about and they're two journalists, and they talk about Ooh, all yeah. types of topics. But I really recommend a lot of the stuff that's specific to race. Um, there's an episode about like the crack epidemic, um, just about like a lot of issues that are that we as Americans, especially, have a very warped perception of because we are being taught <sighs> what the status quo wants us to be taught, and not what the reality exactly. is. So, please educate yourself folks like please at the very least (laughs) yes so yeah so you can go ahead and plug some of our so i only have like there's two podcasts specifically um one of them have you ever listened to uncivil no it's like it was like a series podcast that one's really good um uh, but like a lot of the podcasts on Gimlet Media Network are pretty good. Um, but Uncivil, they did an entire like series about like kind of the same way it's like, oh, this is everything you were kind of taught. They did a lot about the Civil War and the Confederacy mm-hmm. and just like were like dismantling everything. Um, and they also, let's see, they did that one and. I think that's I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but that one's really good. And then um if on a lighter note, just like black made um like podcast is called Horrible Decis- Decisions. <laughs> um and so it's like it's kind of like a comedy sex and love type um one, but uh they have a lot of um they're it's black made but then in black produced, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of their guests, they just do a really good job about talking about fun things, but kind of in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then both Sonique 
love so much on YouTube, you guys should go check out The Grapevine yes. TV. Yes. I mean, if you're wanting to learn some things, if you're wanting to like hear, because I just feel like they do such a good job of showcasing and recording and showing black voices talk mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. Black millennials. There's specifically un, black millennials. Yeah. Black millennials. Mm-hmm. Yep. In an unfiltered way, um, just like giving a platform to their voices. Yes. And they have a, it's it's a, was it? Not a, it's like a panel. Yeah. A panel, a panel discussion yeah. each episode. And they're like, they're long episodes. They're so good. Um, and they talk about, they talk about fun things. They talk about like more serious ones. Um, and they always have like a, <laughs> they always have like kind of like both ends of the opinion, both sides of the opinion. So it's not just like one, one way, but they always like, <laughs> some of the people on there are just like, I think we talked about before on the podcast about like how that one lady was like, that climate science, change. Science is a real, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't trust science. It's like, yo, they flamed the shit out of her, though. <laughs> yeah. They but, flamed the shit out of her after she said that mess up. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, it's so, it's so good because it's like, it's people from all different backgrounds, but they are so fucking well-spoken and so mm-hmm. like well-read, well-educated black people that you just, you do not see on TV, period, period. Okay. You don't see that. Listen, so, after every episode, so my, my fingers hurt because the number of times I'm snapping comes like, <laughs> yes, yeah, especially, especially after Donovan or Aisha's her talk. I'm just oh, like, are you chechi? I'm just like, yes, yes. Baby yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh girl. Like, oh. <laughs> yes. And so it's just like, it's so, it's so refreshing. It's just so well done. And I love it so much. Yeah. Definitely go yes. watch the great fine TV. Cause especially like a lot of it is, they it's kind of i mean for me i just love watching it's just like oh my gosh yes they said it in a way that i could never think of saying Mm -hmm. but like i mean if you're especially if you're like trying to if um if you're trying to learn yourself or if you're trying to like give resources to people to like to like hear other people like with their experiences or whatever like definitely suggest the grapevine tv because it's just like yes absolutely again what you're kind of saying earlier, you know, a lot of the process of like unlearning and the kind of world that we live in is, uh, you know, has been and is still is very anti-black. And um, any until you realize, until you like, until you can like see that, it, like you don't even realize like what you're being fed and what you're ingesting in your everyday mm-hmm. life. And so, especially, I mean, I've had to do that with a lot, even like with like different parts of my life with like diet culture and fat fat phobia and everything and then also in the sense of like what what am i seeing in my feed what what am i consuming in my media like Mm -hmm. because remember for like a like what was i thinking um i like remember growing up i was like i only watched like white everything like i didn't even realize i was watching that Mm -hmm. until i got older and i was like that's weird (laughs) and so just yeah choosing differently I think you're so right. And I think like, it's, I, I always encourage people, no matter what media you're taking in, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's us just bullshitting, talking about Degrassi to like hard hitting journalism, mm-hmm. take it, read it with a critical eye. Like mm-hmm. I cannot stress this enough. I feel like we're in a time in our, in our history in, our, in America where anti-intellectualism is mm-hmm. is the name of the day and i think people are being encouraged to consume shit without thinking 
at all about where this is coming from, who's saying it, who's benefiting from what they're saying. And I think that that's important. So if it, if it even means like the news you take in, I always like, you know, we're living in the age of like 24 hour news cycle mm-hmm. and everything. I really encourage people to seek out independent news, you know, sources too, yes. because we forget that like these, you know, this everyone from the CNNs all the way over to the Fox News, they mm-hmm. are being run by people who are making a massive profit off yes. of the news that we're, we're getting, and it warps the kind of news that we're getting. Yeah, and there's always an agenda behind there's, it. There's always an agenda, even even if you're watching news that aligns with your political views. Mm-hmm. Still look at it critically because it's it's like even right now a lot of like. Like news I've been seeing, it's like, and I didn't look at it this way because when I first heard that, I had to catch myself because I first like started hearing, you know, of course, protesting is happening and, you know, news outlets pointing out like, oh, like there are non-black protesters. who They're really the ones who are doing the looting. They're the ones who are doing the rioting, blah, blah, blah. And someone pointed out how that messaging is being used to try to divide the movement as it is. I'm I'm not saying that like, you know, listen, the way I stand about like rioting and shit, people are pissed off. It's not my place to tell them how to channel their anger. Exactly. I personally wish exactly. that people would not go to black neighborhoods and do it there because it's like, mm-hmm. don't fuck up our shit. Like, don't yeah. do that. People in New York going to fucking Harlem, go down to Wall Street. Do that shit over there. Like, don't. <laughs> I, saw, leave, I saw something. It was like, and they destroyed, like, <laughs> they destroyed Lululemon. And I was like, yeah, take it down. Yeah. <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> the the companies don't don't fuck up the mom and pop shops owned by black people like that's not you know we are already in a place yeah. where we do not hold a lot of the wealth and the capital in this country the last thing we need to be doing is harming us so try not to now yeah. if you fucking up a little lemon like i will turn a blind i ain't see nothing i might just turn my back on that and see like i don't, I don't know what's happening <laughs> like i don't know her like i don't know like <laughs> But like, yeah, but um, someone pointed out how that messaging is used to divide and to try to delegitimize some of the work that's exactly. happening. So it's like, just just always be critical about everything you're watching and reading. But on that mm-hmm. note, I we also want to elevate Black voices. So podcasts that I listen to, The Read, which is my number one mm-hmm. podcast. It is um, hosted by Kid Fury and so Crystal. Good. They are two Black queer folks who just like, Tell like it is. They talk about a lot of pop culture, but they also talk about politics. It's just the state of the world. I I cannot stress the read enough because they are just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've been following them for like since day one. And that, like that's what years. other black people are listening to. Like that's one of the top podcasts among black people. Black people listen like, to the read. So if you're a white person who's like, I want to know what yeah. the blacks are talking about. Listen to the fucking read. Because they, they, <laughs> they have a finger on the pulse on the culture that's like, the read is mm-hmm. where it's at. Um, insecurity, which is a, it's about insecure, <gasps> it the show. It's a recap show. It's hosted by um, Fran and Crystal as well, who are also two black creators. So support them. Ooh, and go they, watch Insecure. Go watch Insecure. <laughs> yeah. Watch some, watch some shit made by black people. There's plenty. There, mm-hmm. I, there aren't plenty, unfortunately. But there are some shows <laughs> on television that are made by black people. Support us. Do that. Yep. Um I will also plug my own show, We Diverse. We're two black creators. Yeah, Support us. Um, Rewind the Love podcast is about flavor mm-hmm. of love and all kinds of reality TV must. But um, one of the hosts is a black woman. Support them because they are also great. And, you know, 
are doing awesome work. So yeah, do that. Yeah. Read a book, learn some shit, listen to us. Listen. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This podcast has just become, this episode has become us ranting, but you know what? Fuck it. We needed it, girl. We We needed needed to vent. (laughs) Use this time to listen to black people. I'm doing the robot, but listen, this is not your time to talk about, I'm not racist. I'm not, we don't care. Okay. If you're not racist, great. You need to be anti-racist. That's being not racist is the bare minimum, but fucking sit down and listen to people because people are, are are telling their stories right now. A story that you you step away from the podium and let them step up, let them step up, people step up to the podium and be their support, be there, be the cheerleader, be there to support, be an ally, be, you know, an accomplice, but don't take this as a moment to elevate your voice over the voice of other people because it's not about you or your uncle who's a cop, but he's so nice. I don't want to. I don't care. I don't care. Listen. My boyfriend works for a credit card company. I love him dearly. He is still supporting white capitalism. That's reality. I order from Amazon. I'm doing that too. Okay? Right. We can all say yeah. we're good people, but if we're still actively supporting these these structures, we're still part of the problem. And I admit, I own that. I'm still part of the problem. Exactly. Guilty. Your you're nice, you're nice cop uncle is still part of the problem. All right? Find a new job. <laughs> <laughs> Go be a firefighter. Everyone loves firefighters. You want to you serve and protect? Ooh. Go fucking be a firefighter. Right? Oh, man. Everyone loves the firefighters. Oh, man. Firefighters are literally the best. Everyone firefighters. Wants a, who do we want more? We, we want a firefighter stripper more than we want a cop stripper. That's just fact. I know. I wish, I wish I'd be we, at a bachelorette party and someone called a cop stripper to come bang on my door. Don't do that. That's not funny. <laughs> That's just not funny. Like, That's not funny. That would kill the whole fucking party. Now, firefighter? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Cynical Mitchell just like side rolled her eyes and picked up her coffee and just took a sip out of that with that reusable straw. Bitch. Did yes. you see that they were like, oh. the? I don't know what city it was, but like the, they were tear gassing the firefighters, the cops. <laughs> Bitch, that's why it was it. <laughs> That's why Chicago Fire is is higher rated than Chicago PD. The last the last thing the people in Chicago needed is a show about the police department here because don't you like <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh my gosh! I love it. Not interested. Um, you keep it. <laughs> you can you can keep that to yourself. Okay, <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Oh my gosh. Um, but okay, so what have you outside? Okay, so you, I'm like so proud of you for going to those marches. Like, I, I'm not in the mental space for, I like haven't even been watching the news. So I'm like, but I think like hearing you talking about things, I'm like, okay, oh, hey, I need to, not even the news, like, I'm gonna be selective with it, but like, I, I'm like trying to ease myself into everything and not mm-hmm. like have the everything hit me at once. But, I think I'm definitely, like, kind of warming up to, like, okay, like, I need to, I don't want to, um, be, uh, not ignorant, um, but unaware of, like, what's going on. Yeah, like, sure. I think that's, I think that needs to be part of my, uh, not handling, my... Coping? In jet, like, coping with everything, mm-hmm. yes, that needs to... 
that needs to be part of everything. Um, I mean, yeah, I think so there's no harm. You... There's no harm, no foul. Yeah. I feel like, like, like we've said from the beginning, this is a really tough time for, I mean, this is, I think to contextualize this, if you're not a black listener, we are mourning. Yes. It is a, it's a time of mourning. Like I, the way, did I know George Floyd? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think what is so natural for a lot of black people, what they're feeling now or what I'm feeling, you're, you're putting the face of the people that you love on this man's face. And I'm, exactly. here comes the emotions. It's hard for me mm-hmm. not thinking of my dad or mm-hmm. my, sorry, excuse me, my black male friends or mm-hmm. my cousins or like all the countless black men and women, my, my damn self. Exactly. Like, yeah. Why could that not be me? And I think that's like, that's where a lot of the anger is coming from, is that mm-hmm. you're putting this person, this person has become a symbol of anybody. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of, you know, sorry, I'm like, I did not mean to get like. No, I'm like tearing up over here too. I think what people what don't get is that like, part of white privilege is getting to be an individual, so when a white person dies, it's of course sad because it's a human life. I'm and I'm, you know, a human life is a human life, and that's mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. But I feel like for a lot of white people, it's easy to kind of separate yourself because there isn't whiteness functions in such a way where there isn't the sense that any white person is representative of all white people. Mm-hmm. For us, it's not the case. So when I see, and I was, I was really actively trying to avoid watching that video because I don't, I have a rule against watching that shit because it's like, I don't need to see it to be upset. Exactly. It's, I, yeah. I have an issue with what I feel like is becoming a normalization of black death that's, you know, being mm-hmm. broadcast on social media. I got really pissed off people who weren't putting trigger warnings on. I know you're trying to raise awareness, mm-hmm. but like the last thing I needed was to open yeah. my phone and just see a black man being murdered in the street. That's that's not that's not it. But unfortunately, I went on the news because I was trying to just kind of stay up to date. And of course, CNN just bloop, starts playing the video, and I'm like, "Great, okay, yeah. well now I have to watch it because it's it's already on." Yeah. And that's where that feeling of anger and sadness is. Is that like I when I see any black man or woman being murdered by the police, or if it's not the police, if it's by a white person showing up to a church. And shooting up black people, my mind goes to the people that I know that are my family and friends. That could be them. That mm-hmm. is them because the way I see it, like that's my that's my community. Like that that's my people, and I think that's like that's where the hurt and pain comes from because it's not just a black person was killed it's it is my my people are being killed this is a fucking genocide that's happening and i think that we need to call it what it is this shit's genocide this is state sanctioned violence on black people this is not an isolated incident this is not something that only happens to certain black people like you were saying lauren about botham he was Mm -hmm. like it's 
I get very tired of this like respectability politics and this idea that like exactly oh, this happens to urban black people or oh black people who don't listen to the cops. This happens to certain people. No, it happens to anybody. My cousin one time exactly. She's a woman who's a nurse. Had a cop pull a gun on her when she was pulled over just a traffic stop. Asked for a license registration. She went to get her license registration from her purse, and he pulled her gun. His gun out. That she could have ended. Her life could be ended there, and she was a fucking nurse, and she helps people. She is not one of the people that you that people like to paint as the bad guys. All of us are at risk. I feel like as soon as more black people, especially who are wealthy or who live privileged lives to a certain extent, also recognize that like your degrees, your socioeconomic status where you live is not going to protect you because at the end of the day when you are faced with someone who hates you who sees your body as being dangerous you know they don't give a fuck that you went to georgetown they give a fuck that you you know you're driving a bend if anything that makes you more at risk (laughs) they don't give a fuck that you live in a nice ass neighborhood the reality is that they see you as a threat and they will do what they need to do and they will walk from it and that's where that anger is coming from and that's where that sadness is coming from is a morning of my people and it needs to fucking stop exactly oh god i did not mean to get emotional today but i it just no i've been pent up (laughs) i think you're talking about this morning it's like it's this is again this is nothing new this is something that every every black person has had to deal with from birth Mm -hmm. like this is nothing new to us this topic this issue is nothing new to us it's something that they talk about it's like you know it's like oh you know the little conversations that every you know black family has to have about like and again it it, it's conversations that have to happen it's just like in hopes that like maybe you'll save their life yeah like the kind of like model citizenship that you're taught to kind of like hopefully this will keep you alive but these are things that are ingrained into our brain from birth like and like and so it's just and yeah it's just everything is just the it's just built it just keeps building and festering inside of us and so yeah it's just it's a, it's it's like a it's a repetitive morning that we've had to do for every person for every name that is added to the hashtag list that has been happening for <laughs> fucking years for fucking for generations ever. like because yes it is a genocide like this is generational trauma that's like the thing that people don't get like this is oh my god when people go on that whole like oh victim mentality like don't have that slim no like it's <laughs> there it is the reason like the level of you know the high like rates of hypertension in the black community is not just because of the food we eat or because uh, of yeah you know <laughs> lack of access to nutrition and to like healthcare those those definitely con- yeah. like contribute to it but it's not just that like to live in a to live in a world that you're aware actively hates you your whole mm-hmm. life is it is insanity like it it would make anybody yeah. fucking stressed out like it's stressful mm-hmm. so oh my vey i know i was also thinking of like I don't know, just like think, I don't know. 
I was thinking the other day, so we were talking about, you were just talking about generational trauma, and I, I'm, I'm going to put this, I don't really know if this is completely true, but like, there's like, you know, family, family lore or whatever. So on, um, on my dad's side, my, my, my dad's black. So he, his mother grew up in North Carolina, um, you know, Jim Crow age of North Carolina and her grandfather. So I don't even know what great, great, great that is, mm. but my grandfather's <laughs> grandfather, um, was a landowner and a house owner, you know, in a time in North Carolina when that just like didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, he was killed like on the side of a road. Um, there, it's still kind of like they don't really know like how he was killed, mm. but like he, like, cause every day he would ride his bike to like go visit, it was really cute. He would ride his bike to go visit his girlfriend mm-hmm. in town. <laughs> And and so like is a routine he usually did, and they lived out in the country, so it wasn't like it was like a main road. And so he one day he like you know he somehow was killed. They don't really know, but there's like strong suspicion it was like done by the KKK or like that someone like hit him with his car or whatever. And I remember I was like thinking about that, and I was just like, I've known that story for a long ass time, like. <laughs> Like from like that was like talk about like like stories of your older family like that's like a thing and I remember one day I like earlier like maybe a week or so ago I was like what <laughs> like, in my mind I was like was like wait what like that's like that's some messed up shit <laughs> like, it's fucked up but when you think about it, like how like that stuff happened like that's, oh my God, that happened yes. and it happens. I mean, we're, yeah, I think it was yesterday, the May 30, I guess it was May 31st into June 1st was the 99th um, anniversary of the Tulsa race riots where the KKK and oh the God. police bombed mm-hmm. and. And no, it's not, it's not even a riot. It's, it was a massacre. They, they try to label it as it was a, a riot. It was a massacre because it wasn't. It, you're right. It was I. I shouldn't have said right. It wasn't right. It was a massacre no, where okay. again state sanctioned violence against Black people in Tulsa, and they decimated you know what was called Black Wall Street. It was a very you know prosperous mm-hmm. area for Black people, and that's like a thing that happened. Like it was not uncommon for white supremacists to target prosperous Black people. Because they're pissed that you dare to thrive. And I say it all the time, but I'm like, sometimes being black in America and thriving black America is resistance in itself. Because it's like, it is a big fuck you to like, all the shit that we've been through and tried to be beat down and to still fucking succeed is like, you mad. Mm. You big man, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So like, like do do you oh, know man. like what else do you know about what happened to him? Is it just like he just it's just like a mystery that like he just died and no one really knows what happened to him? Well, I think like I remember I think I recorded my grandma talking about it, I think, but like I think that they were like, um he didn't like they kinda of, like I think the kind of like official statement was that like he got like like hit by a car or something or um but and he like didn't die instantly, but like he was found like on the side of the road, and then they took him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He later died, but they like you know it's um like for for my grandma and her family, like they knew it like wasn't like he was ran off the road by people that didn't want him because I mean like so our, the the land the land that 
because it's still in her family and the house that was there it was like it was like a nice like little like country mm-hmm. home like you know like couple floors like they had good land for farming and so like the kind of you know like that just wasn't that wasn't acceptable and so like when that happened I think it was that again it's just like when you try to ask your family about that they're like oh you know details or whatever but i like definitely know like it's like i remember like them talking about this is like oh no like people like he was he was ran off the road like by some certain people that didn't Mm -hmm. want him you know um to be doing all that but it was interesting though because um he uh like after he passed away like he had like a really massive like safe Mm -hmm. in the house and like like safe where you keep money and stuff, and like they opened it after he died, and he had like a, had like a shit ton of money in there. Wow! I, I'm also not rich. I want to. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> but, but he had. <laughs> they, they like found out that he had like been just like you know like he saved and like did like was so like like you know they talk about like it's like old. Um, you know same with like kind of black wall street people that just like really you know made certain decisions mm-hmm. and like you know were and also had a lot of luck and a lot of you know things that just played in their favor that allowed them to be successful as a black person in history like that wow that's crazy yeah. and also just like so <laughs> oh fuck yeah but i don't know yeah i think <laughs> Um, I don't know, but I think for both of us, like, you know, for me with my black side of the family coming from, you know, America, but also like, you know, for you and your family, like just coming the story of immigration in the United States and overcoming that. Yeah. Which is even, I've always had like a really weird, like mixed identity in that way. Cause, um, mm-hmm. I said it before, my family is Liberian, but they were slaves here. So the the family Mm -hmm. that I have that's Liberian, they were slaves in America and then went to Liberia and then came back as immigrants in the 90s. So I feel this really weird, like, and it's something that has been complicated, I think, since my family, because I think there some members of my family kind of like, I think, hide behind their Africanness as if like, this is not, this is a different like a lived experience Mm -hmm. versus like the black American Mm -hmm. experience. For me, I think as I've gotten older... I think because when I was born here, I was raised here. This is the only country I've known. I've never even been to Liberia. In terms of identity, I personally, like, feel closer in in terms of, like, struggle to Black Americans because I am still the descendants of American Mm -hmm. chattel, like, slavery. I am. Even though we left for some time and then returned. So, it's... (laughs) It's like we left, like, oh, this shit sucks. And it came back and we're like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, we're gonna, you know, let's take a little break, see if things calm down a little yeah, bit. Like, you know, like, hey, <laughs> like, like, I hear, civil war should be okay. Like, okay, civil war, like, okay, sweet. Like, they have this, like, new country and it's like, okay, like, black people, like, let's go over there, let's hang out. Okay, fuck, civil war here. Okay, let's leave, come back. Damn, y'all still doing this shit? <laughs> damn like <laughs> <laughs> or it's like in hamilton um <laughs> do you know what did i miss <laughs> the, the, yes. 
<laughs> when Jefferson comes back from Paris yeah. after the war, and it's just like, what I miss? And it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn it, man. That's the rest of this shit, damn. Shit. We're still this shit. So, yeah. So, I, I have a very <laughs> complicated relationship, but I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm still an African woman, but I still feel like I'm, at the end of the day, I'm a black person. So, I... Exactly. And I think it's something I've always tried to push, like my African family. Like, you know, listen, they don't care that you're African. Like that too. Like they say, black person. Like black, black is black is black. Black is black. They don't give a fuck that you're. Oh, like well, so so Nigerian, and I'm I'm an engineer. Like they don't give a fuck. Like you're black. Like that's mm-hmm. they're not. Listen, a fucking racist cop is not stopping to ask you where where your accents from and where your degree <laughs> came from. Like they're not. Like so, I feel like it's it's a a, a struggle that needs to happen everywhere. One thing I've been so inspired by. To take a kind of positive note, the mm. number of protests I have seen outside of America has been like, bitch, yes, what the fuck? In countries where it's like, how many black people are you in this country? <laughs> like in Auckland, New Zealand, they fucking took mm. to the streets. It's like, yo, how many black people are y'all? Which, and my, I say that because I'm like, fuck yes, but also, mm-hmm. um. Do something about what you've done to the indigenous population there. Indigenous I'm just saying, people, don't don't you. don't get a little bit too hype. Don't put the thing over here. You got some shit over there. Like, y'all got some shit too. Like because <laughs> I know some Australians and New Zealanders are like, oh fuck yeah, black oh black life made us black lives made black lives made There we go. <laughs> All right, black lives. That like, kiwis are great. <laughs> like black black lives made it. And I'm like, yeah, we love that, but also like. <laughs> The indigenous population of these countries have been are, as far as I'm concerned, black and have been fucked too by you. Exactly. So don't try, to, don't hide my European friends in Germany and however y'all y'all got some <laughs> shit. Y'all have blood on your hands too. So don't don't yeah don't get it twisted. That's it's great that you're out there, but like if you're saying Black Lives Matter, you don't mean in solidarity with Americans. Yes, but also work on what you're doing at home too because you have a problem there too. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i think that's been, what's been so <laughs> interesting i'm, so, like, I'm still laughing at that um, terrible accent <laughs> <laughs> no that was perfect that was literally perfect i loved it oh my gosh but that's what's so especially like with living in china that was like my first kind of experience um like meeting just like a bunch of other like uh other <laughs> we had another two category we have white people we have people that happen to be white and then we have the rest of the world white people which i didn't like it's so it's so weird how like i did it took me leaving america and living abroad to realize like how fucked up our racial racial situation is here because mm-hmm. like yeah racism exists everywhere but like it's on a different level here yeah. in america that like doesn't exist anywhere else <sighs> like and i think and and, and 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 yes and no but like it's just it's it's different like i remember but i remember like yeah the way you put it is like the kind of like colorblindness of it but <laughs> it, it was like weird because i remember like some of my first like um like white friends that were like 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 my British and Irish friends or the people I guess like from other col other colonizer countries um, of like white of like other colonizers of like that like obviously like had like lived in multicultural countries mm-hmm. um, 
and like but like the way I don't know, it's just, it's, just, it's so it's it's different because like they're under it's it was so weird and bizarre of like their kind of racial view of racial injustice like they had like like I think the kind they were like they were quote unquote woke before mm-hmm. like Americans got woke mm-hmm. but like they still like they still got really really messed up issues with race but like mm-hmm. they like were kind of they started to become more aware of it and they're like I don't see color like they were not seeing color before the rest of us started saying they weren't seeing color right but like it was also weird but it like but it allowed like it was interesting though because like I remember having like like for they were just more and I think they all I also I'm just like I'm kind of putting them all into like I met one British person and they were great so like all British people are just like so woke that's not the case but I think like they like I remember the amount of people I met and I was just like oh okay like they're like opening to like talking about this or like ask I remember the amount of the amount of okay just in my own experience the amount of white people that have asked me about my experience as a black person in America in China like 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 it's an immense amount of people that have just been asking me about my black experience in America that I, you know, that I've ever been asked here mm. in America. Wow. And I remember, and it was just like, I don't really know what to think about that, but I was just like, wow, that's a big difference. Like, mm. and it's just, and I remember like, or like even <laughs> because I remember I still think about it, like of my, um, <laughs> my Irish friend, Pete, he wore blackface one time for Halloween. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, like, I laugh about it now, but, like, I remember, like, he, he, we weren't close friends then, and I remember, like, talking to him about it later, and, like, he, he, like, didn't, like, he, like, did he obviously didn't understand, like, why, like, that was so bad. And, and, I think he also, like, he's coming from a white perspective. I don't think he, I think if he would have done that in Ireland, it would have been bad, too. But mm-hmm. um, I remember just, like, hearing hearing him, like, talk about, even from his own experience um, of, like, what what things were like in Ireland. It just seemed different. It seemed different. And I think it, they're, like, they're kind of, uh, I don't know, on the outside view, it looked more... Um, it looked more mixed and integrated a lot sooner. Like things, things physically look different there mm-hmm. before it happened here. Okay, case in point, the <laughs> the reason I started having these conversations with my friend Pete was so he's Irish. He's from um Ireland, not the Republic of Ireland, not Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. He's from the Republic of Ireland, and so <laughs> one time he was like. Listen, I get it. Like, I understand you. Because, you know, Irish people, we were basically like slaves to, to English. Like, it was like, we were grouped in with you guys. Like, it, we, it's like we were... Oh, Lord. <laughs> was, like, <laughs> and I like I remember like sitting, like, again, I didn't know him that well. And again, like, he had already wore blackface. And now he's saying... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Like people, used, like, people called us the slaves, the slaves of Europe. And I'm like... Pete, Pete, Peter, like it's this is this is not the same. This is not it. We are not the same. Yeah. We are not. <laughs> I was just like, oh, but I want to say again, like, 
Pete is one of those people that just happens to be white because I remember like like we weren't that close of friends, but like I remember just like the the amount of conversations we've had and like the uh the conversations that were able to happen and the exchange and like him being able to understand and not like putting it on me to like educate him about mm-hmm. everything. Like that happened and I and that happened multiple times with other people while living mm-hmm. abroad. And I want to say that shit ain't happening here. Hopefully it's hap- hopefully it's starting to happen now. But I, I guess damn. my I think I think like I said, I think it's just there's a difference. So I, and it's why I always push back on, because we had this conversation. So when I was, when I was working, we were going through this like kind of diversity and inclusion training. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people, um, (laughs) white people, I'm not saying people who haven't, these are white people in this case who kind of kept Mm -hmm. pointing to the idea of like, well, this is like abroad, it's different and da, da, da. And it's like, I, I stand by... Different, but same, same. Yeah, it's like, it's, I stand by the fact that anti-blackness isn't an issue around the world. This is like, mm-hmm. anti-blackness, and it's not, and you know, even if we want to step away from just being a black person, like, look at colonial history of the world. Like, anti-color. Anti, just non-white people has been a thing forever. And... My experience when I like when I've lived abroad and stuff, it's like, yeah, I think there's more integration. I think there's more, um, you know, it's the way that it, race is talked about in like, say, France is very different because the French have this ideal, mm-hmm. this idea of like, you know, the citoyenne, which basically is like the citizen. So like once you're a French person, you're just French. And that's like, they're very like adamant that like wow. French, like French being French is no matter what your color is, you're French. And that's like the thing which is not inherently bad when you hear it because i first mm-hmm. heard it i was like that's kind of cool like okay like so you're like y- you know france is a country of immigration very few people are i think they call it like francais de songs like french by blood there's plenty of people who are french who are not yeah whose family have not been in france forever like who have come from different parts of europe mm-hmm. from you know africa from asia from all over the world have caught, gone to france and are now considering themselves to be french i think it's a great thing but I think one of the issues that comes out of that is in this desire to kind of create this like citoyenne, it erases a lot of like the differences mm-hmm. and like the racial inequities that exist. So if you go to France, you go to Paris, and you mm-hmm. go to like the banlieues, which are like they call it, it's like a it translates to suburbs, but it's basically a lot of times it's like the ghetto essentially outskirts of the city, yeah. predominantly black, predominantly African. Like they have mm-hmm. the same problems we have if you look at in media who is elevated as white voices. They have the same issues in terms of education, in terms of job opportunities. It's the same repeated stuff. I think what makes the United States better in this sense is that because we don't, it's in a weird way, because we are so racialized, it allows for us to have a racial conversation because we're already speaking as Black people. That's already been established. But when you have a situation where it's colorblind, and I think you know, in theory, could be cute if you think about it. Like, oh, yeah, we're all just people. The problem is that we're not, though. Like, we have very unique experiences mm-hmm. that when you try to have the race conversation in France, and I I get that this is a similar situation in other European countries, there is a pushback of like, mm-hmm. but it's not about race. It's not about race. It's like, but like no, but you don't understand. Yeah. It's still happening. The racial stratification still happens mm-hmm. there. It just isn't talked about. And I think, and I don't know which one's worse. 
I don't know because yeah. it's like, is it better to be able to have the dialogue, exactly. but then you also, you know, are having martial law essentially in this country and pushing back of people protesting mm-hmm. and speaking out, or is it better that you're like we're colorblind and everything's cool, but then it's not like it's both are fucked up. I feel like you know, so that you can have people who like your friend Pete can wear blackface, but. He can almost make more excuses for wearing blackface because mm. they do not talk about race in Ireland. In America, exactly. we talk about that shit. We make exactly. it very obvious. If you're wearing blackface, you're about to lose that job, son. Like, we we are going to flame your ass. You cannot yeah. do that shit. In other places, I mean, like, go to the Netherlands, they still have, like, Black Peter and stuff, people in blackface around Christmas. And they oh my do gosh, it openly. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, what's the big deal? And it's like, yeah. because you don't talk about race, you can do that mm. stuff and be like, I don't get it. What's the problem? You know, so it's like, I don't know which one's worse. Yeah. I think they're both just like, eh. Yeah, they're both, <laughs> they're both bad. Up, and yeah. like, uh, they both, I think they both contribute to erasing the experiences of black people and people of color from speaking out because mm-hmm. one in America is actively suppressed. The other one is culturally made to believe that it's basically you're gaslit to be like, it's not about racism. Mm-hmm. So you only talk about it because don't uh-huh. you see we're all French citizens. What's the big deal? And you can just stop the conversation right there you know so yeah i just realized (laughs) i was like sitting here and i was like i need to get more black friends in china because i have i have like there's i know i have a lot of black friends in china but i have very they're either other black americans so they like like I yeah we we get it like we see each other like, you know like and but or they're or they're African like from like um a lot of uh either Nigerian well this the city I lived in there's a large population of Nigerian people but pe- people from all over the continent of mm-hmm. Africa but I don't have any other black friends from other countries. I need to be like, listen, tell me about your experience. What's, what's it like over there? I mean, for real, I think it's it's needed. I think it's like, there needs to be more dialogue. And yeah. even just like, it's like, sorry, to go back to like racism outside of America. It's so fucking weird because then when I've had experiences oh, yeah. in France where it was like, it's, it was more anti-African, but it's still anti-black. At the end of the day, it's anti-black. It's, that's what it is. But yeah, like, exactly. there was a privilege in me being American. So I was not treated poorly. That's how, that's how it is in yeah, China, because too. I, even though I was a black person, because American, I was treated very differently than, like, the African people in France are treated way worse. And it's, like, a very strange, like, it still stems from the same fucking bull- colonial bullshit and racist bullshit. But it's mm-hmm. just interesting seeing how, like, navigating life there as a black person from America was very different than if I was, like, an African person. So that I could be treated, mistreated initially, was, but as would, soon as they found I was American, yeah. they changed their tone with me. It was like, it was uh, like oh, okay. yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, you're different. Like, oh, you're not one of them. And it's like, the fuck? <laughs> this, this shit is way, like, all too real in China, because I had, um, for the, for any of you that follow me on my YouTube channel, I made a video a few weeks ago um, about racism in China, particularly because there was a lot of shit going down a lot of, uh, like, discrimination and, like, terrible things happening to um, African nationals living in China, specifically in Guangzhou in the South. And, like, when I tell you that people are like, 
there is racism in China? What? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then, but it's the same thing. It's like, it's like, it, like, anti, like, the systems of white supremacy are yeah. everywhere. Anti-blackness is everywhere. Like, it's not, like, we're, and we're not special here in America to be the only ones with racism. <laughs> like, I mean, shit, it's the anti-blackness amongst other people of color. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Like, in, in China, there's, the farther you are, it, it anti-blackness is anti-blackness, anti-color. Like, the farther you are away from white, the it's like you're you're farther down the totem pole like that's mm-hmm. just the way that white supremacy works and as as black people we're always we're always at the bottom in the in the systems of white supremacy mm-hmm. and like but um but it's the same thing in china like me i've like i have so much privilege being an american and being a light-skinned woman um mm. an american in china it's the same thing it's like people find out where I'm from and I because I have a lot of um because that's the thing is like most of my <laughs> black friends I have are either American or they're African mm-hmm. and but like a lot of like if a lot of them especially like if they're South African or if they are from um a non-native English because it's like basically as English teachers like mm-hmm. there's like the accepted countries um for English speakers and then if you're not from that place but you speak perfect English a lot of times like they'll just lie they'll just say like, oh, I'm from Canada or I'm from the U.S. just because like, it's easier to say that and people, it's been, like when speaking to like Chinese people just because it's just like, you're accepted differently. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like, okay, now I can continue on and I can accept you as a person that is okay to talk to, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Oh, man. Man, the world is... I know. A monster. The world is a vampire. Do do you know the song? No. What is that? Oh my gosh. I think it's from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh man. It's like my... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Sometimes like Sadiq and I will just go off on our white shit. <laughs> Do you remember that one... Do you remember that one song we used to listen to? I Cut Like a Buffalo. Oh. You know I look like a woman, but I... Cut like a buffalo. Yeah, I do. Like a buffalo. <laughs> like sometimes, like where I'm just like, I'll be like, I'll be like going off. And I'm like, I don't know, but like that was that. Was, like when I think about like what's the whitest music I've ever listened to, like that's that's the shit that I'm what, like smashing but pumpkins I love it. or that song. Like, I love it. No, okay, no, that the cut like a buffalo. It just the the vampire song I was just thinking of um okay it's a different one but I think uh Smashing Pumpkins about to look it up but did you ever watch Whale Wars no what is that so fun fact I used to watch the show and I feel like there was one person I knew that watched it and I was like maybe it's sneak so there's a show on Animal Planet called Whale Wars and it was about these people like the sect of like animal rights activists that were too radical for Greenpeace mm-hmm. So they started their own organization called Sea Shepherd, and they would go on these like <laughs> these. Um, <laughs> Think about that. I was like, why was I watching this? So they would go on these like excursions, um, and they would like uh, target like Japanese whaling ships to try and get them to oh, stop. Like, okay, I remember whaling. the show. Okay, I didn't know it was called Whale and Wars. I remember one what? season. Mm-hmm. One season, they like sent out this like inflatable boat, and they like had two people like illegally 
Well, they thought it was legal. They, like, boarded the whaling ship to, like, serve them with a warrant. <laughs> Saying, like, you're doing this illegally. Just, like, citizens. Like, citizens arrest in international <laughs> waters. <laughs> and I was, like, obsessed with that show. Because I was, like, part of me was, like, you these people are crazy. You It's international waters. Like, what? Like, you can't do that. Oh, but but then they, like, got arrested for piracy because they illegally boarded the ship. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but it was so good. But like the the theme song was like the world is a vampire. Dur, 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 dur. Santa Dre. <laughs> Hopefully our listener, our listener, if you're still listening to us at this point, like you know exactly that song and you're like, bitch, yes. Like that song, if you physically own that C D, go play it, but don't I don't know, go. I mean, go they, find by the time it, it comes out, they comes can out. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, go listen to go listen to um, "Bullet with Butterfly Wings." That shit, that shit hits different during this time. You're like, damn, it is a world fan. Like they just try to suck us dry. Mm. Mm. I mean, Man. but yeah, <laughs> whale wars. Shout out Animal Planet. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean the, the I've never heard this song before, but based off of the <laughs> the first few lines that you sang for us, yeah. Oh, it's like it's like a it has a screamo kind of '90s grunge feel. Like it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm familiar with um, you know the masters of uh, smashing pumpkin. It's, it's like sometimes sometimes Sadiq and I like listen. We are two black millennials that watched freaking Degrassi, Degrassi Junior High. We like some white people shit. Oh yeah, no, and and hey, listen, hey, if it at any point come off as if we hate white people. I don't tell you. I don't. I clearly I'm don't. I'm half white. But Sonique is dating a person that just happens to be white. Like I know. I have. I have white friends. I don't hate me? white people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no. In all seriousness, listen. When I when I when we are talking mm-hmm. about white people, we're talking about exactly. white supremacy. If listen, if it don't apply, let it fly. If you're not offended by it. Then you're you're fine. You're good. If you're getting upset about, then like then yep. you're part of the problem. I don't know. I could. Can I tell you? People that get upset about racism are racist. If it offends you, if it offends you, it's probably because you're racist. You are benefiting off yeah. the benefits of white supremacy. If you're not working against it, you're working with it, bitch. <laughs> yep. It's like we said. You got to be anti-racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not being racist is not enough. You have to actively be doing something to be anti-racist mm. it's an action it's like well, fuck what is the i think it's i'm okay but it's like love is an act mm. it's an action yes. it's not it's not enough for you to sit and say like i don't hate black. i love black. i love black culture no it's you ha- it's an action mm. you know think about it if that's your family if you love your family i'm hoping you love your family or whoever you call your family you love your friends. If someone is har- harming your friend or your loved one, what do you do? You show your love for that person by supporting them and stepping up to defend them. If that's how you feel, if you feel like you're not racist, that you love black people, you love, love non-white you know, white people, great. But now you have to put action behind that. It's not enough just to say it. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. I'm going to link in when we post this episode resources and shit to people if you want to donate anywhere, if you want to, you know do something yeah there you go and but you can't say listen you can't say that you love lauren and i you love our show and then you 
don't love what we're saying right now because then get the fuck out of here because we don't want it if you don't like what we're saying get the fuck out of here yes i know we always say it and we do that like playful like get out no No, literally if you have a problem what we're saying right now get the fuck out (laughs) like i don't i don't want your listen literally okay with me (laughs) we don't we don't want you here we don't want you in our degrassi space if you don't like this damn no you're not welcome here no damn so now go walk out that door don't come around here because you're a racist bitch I want that on a t-shirt. That's our first merch. That's our first merch. <laughs> first merch is it starts off like I will survive and then just ends with racist bitch and that's it. <laughs> Period. Full stop. And then we like put it as a quote. Like who would we say like we can use it as a fake quote from one of the characters? No, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Y'all like to quote him. Take that. Martin Luther King Jr. said it. That then that makes them like they like it when he says it. He said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But I'm, oh, yeah, I'm. I've gone so through so many emotions while talking to you. I'm so happy we decided to record today because we've we I cried, know. we've laughed. I know. I've like we've I gone feel, off on people. I feel. I feel the healing starting. Because I knew I was like I, I was, did too. That's what I was like. I was like I knew I wasn't in the best mood, but I was like, no, we're gonna record today because I know you're gonna feel better after. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Hey. Okay. That. We spent an hour and almost 25 minutes talking about race and racism. If you're still with us here, let's, you know, we can pivot and we might come back to race and racism. Oh, we talk about it. Every, we talk about race every fucking episode. That's, that's what we do. That's, that's true though. Like you, you used to this shit by the now. now. It's probably coming at you kind of hard now, but like, yeah. hey, like the country's on fire. The National Guard has been deployed in my state. So. Yeah. Still gonna march today, but um, yes, still doing it today. It's actually I meant to t- I was gonna tell you about this. It's uh, it doesn't matter. Once you hear this, it's already happened. So it's like, <laughs> don't show up to hear this because we're you? not there anymore. <laughs> I came out of the march and no one's here. I'm like, sis, we recorded it several days ago. <laughs> but um, there's a march today and it's in Bronzeville, and Bronzeville is a neighborhood in the south side of Chicago, a predominantly black neighborhood. And it's like a peaceful march protest um, that's being led by the faith-based community. Yeah. Which, y'all, if you've heard this, you know, I've already gone off about religion. The fact if you know I moved, <laughs> if I'm like, I'm about to hang out with some preachers today. <laughs> no, because those are the best. It's like the what? Those are the best. Like the, I guess MLK, like the, radi- the radical people yeah. are where it's at. Like, Yeah. I think there's always like, you know. Even though I'm not a religious person, I, I've i made my views known <laughs> about organized religion. I value the black church mm-hmm. and black faith-based communities because of the amount – the history of in that is beautiful. A lot. If you look at the civil rights movement, before even like the movement we know from the 50s on to like the 60s, if you look back, NAACP, all that stuff – they organized largely around mm-hmm. black churches because that's where black people congregated and came together yeah. every week. And that was how you could get your message out. So I, I'm happy to go today, but I got a call right before I was about to start talking about this from a friend who I'm going with. And we decided we're going to do the car caravan because she made a very good point of like, we were out on Saturday. We probably shouldn't be exposing ourselves or exposing what we might have to other people especially because yeah. there's gonna be probably a lot of elderly people out there so we're gonna do the car caravan which is i think is a good idea yeah. so we won't be on foot which i'm like yeah you know 
good quarantine practice. Yeah, that's a and I think that not be um, it's, there, been, yeah. it's been really cool kind of seeing. Yeah, I because I high gripes on social media beginning. It's like it's like it's like this weird thing of like I hate social media, but I think there's so much good that comes out of it, especially in times like this of like spreading awareness mm-hmm. and um, yeah and uh, you know education, and especially when it comes to like you know protesting tips and you know how to stay safe in a pandemic mm-hmm. while protesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I've loved seeing that information go out and pe- reminding people to. I was happy to see on Saturday, there were some people out there with no mask on. I'm like, that is bold because there's hundreds of us <laughs> Thank <you>. together. Like, <laughs> even when we were marching, we were like, um, my boyfriend made a good point. He was like, let's try to stay on the sidewalks mm-hmm. because people were crowded on the street. And it's like, we stay on the sidewalks, at least we can kind of yeah, so keep distance. a semblance of yeah. space. And we still, like, I mean, we're still very close to each other. We definitely broke social distancing. I feel like it was worth it. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, like, the fact that I saw people out, like, in the thicket of a march with no mask, I'm like, ah! Like, no, 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 like, don't do that. Like, please, like, still still wear a mask. Still, like, try to stay safe. Especially because it's disproportionately affecting Black people. Mm Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to see is black people out here protesting and potentially catching the Rona. Like we yeah. don't need that right now. Like no, exactly. I loved how <laughs> no. And this is like came out like maybe like a week or so ago, of like I love how it was like a, it was like a tweet or something that was going around. And it was like I love how Americans just like decided that the coronavirus wasn't a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like, all right, things are open up again. I guess I don't have to do anything different. Like. Every- mask off just yeah t- no uh-uh. <laughs> yeah it's like americans are just like yeah it's it's gone like <laughs> well americans we have a hard time paying attention to more than one thing at a time so yes. first it's the pandemic now this so it's like we forget about the pandemic like, no, no no like it's still happening like please exactly. still be safe still fucking wear your mask so wash your hands like you need to still you know be safe because like no this ain't it <laughs> it, sis. this is not it oh my gosh i love this that ain't it. it was just funny because like even when we were talking about reopening i was very like adamant like i'm still gonna take my time and still like stay away from people but just everything happening i was like i can't i completely understand I, i'm willing to risk this like i hope i pray that i'm fine i have not seen any symptoms yet exactly. i have not yeah. seen anything you, happen you like self-quarantined for like two plus weeks more than a week more like several weeks yeah so yeah i i know i know i didn't give anything to anybody it's more of a question did i get something from someone else because right. i didn't i'd been staying home i haven't gone anywhere hardly like besides the store the store and stuff but yeah it was one of those things where it's like i i couldn't not and i've seen a lot of people i've seen who were very adamant about like staying and who are like fuck it i'm going out if it means that if this is the one time i break social distancing it's going to be this mm-hmm. um so I I saw this one, I think it was a, on, I was about to call it, it was a Twitter, it's a, it was a tweet that I saw yesterday, um, and I screenshot it, and it was, it says, resistance is not a one-lane highway. Maybe your lane is protesting, maybe your lane is organizing, maybe your lane is counseling, mm-hmm. maybe your lane is art activism, maybe your lane is surviving the day. Do not feel guilty for not occupying every lane, we need all of them. And I loved that, because... yes. I love yeah, that. Because right now I'm definitely mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely feeling better, but I was just like, I'm in surviving the day. <laughs> and 
and that's okay. Oh yeah. And and honestly, yeah. sometimes the it you're, it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Some days, exactly. Like I said, Saturday I went out. After Saturday, I was hella depressed yeah. and stayed home and was trying to get through it. So it's like, shit, do it. Like when I say act, act in a way that's safe for you, exactly, and that works for you. Not everybody can be out, you know. In the front lines, getting tear gas, and that's fine. Like, I don't think you should feel bad for that. Exactly. I, and I, 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 but I, res- I respect people who are doing that. Cause I'm like, fucking, yeah, you know, our our soldiers, <laughs> <laughs> but like our martyrs. But no, it's it's like wartime, right? There's the people who you know are enlisting to go fight. There are people who are at home with their victory garden. There's people who are. I'm gonna rivet. I'm, I'm thinking World War Two, guys. Obviously, if it's not obvious, <laughs> the only war I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're planning a victory garden in 2020 like no but like some people are gonna be you know you're fucking building tanks some people you're you know you're you you find what works for you yes. and to be a part of the effort and but it's still it's still needed exactly you know so yeah don't feel bad if you can't be out there if you're not exactly because with the shits as they say guess what the shit ain't going anywhere it's not, it's not overnight thing so exactly you have to no you have to um, you know, take care of you, take care of your mental health and like, but like also like be aware. Don't like, it's like for me, like I'm taking a break, but like, don't, don't like completely, um, was it, uh, don't completely shut everything off because these are things that you still, as, mm-hmm. as humans, because obviously, you know, it's like, you know, for, for both Sneak and I, like, dealing it with it, dealing with everything while being Black is things we still have to process. But, like, these are things as a, in the world, like, you need to, you need to be seeing these things. You need to be able to process things and learn from them. Because um, that's the only way change happens, so. Mm-hmm. But even just safety, like, I've been on social media a lot, mostly because i just been wanting to know what's happening because like last yeah, oh day my God. day. So like this morning I saw on Facebook that they're like um people what's been going around here in Chicago is like needs to avoid because apparently like Latin kings and like white supremacists are linking up and are attacking black people in Little Village and Cicero mm-hmm. like in neighborhoods here. So I like, I'm happy I logged on because I was like yeah you, good to know. We'll exactly. avoid those places. Like I need to know what's happening. So even if it's just a check-in to make sure, like, exactly. you're safe, do exactly. that. Like, even, like, last night, it was kind of, got kind of scary, because we were, it wasn't like scary, it wasn't scary because of, so I was, I heard chanting, we were watching television, it was like, it was after curfew, because our curfew yeah. here is 9 p.m., and I heard chanting, so they were marching, I don't know where they were marching, but you could hear people chanting, I want to say, like, west of us, so it was like, oh, shit, so we turned off the TV to kind of like, oh, like, right, like where is it coming from? And around the same time, Evan was going to take the dog out because it was mm-hmm. kind of late. Like, yeah, let's take the dog out. But then I saw, like, these three, like, white dudes and all black and, like, shit mm-hmm. standing out across the street. And I was like, nah. I'm going to come out because I was like, I don't I'm – not, I'm not scared about protesters. I'm scared because we've seen in Philadelphia there have been white supremacists in Fishtown walking around with golf clubs and baseball bats. And they are being supported mm-hmm. by the police to yeah. attack protesters. So I'm like – I'm on high alert because I'm like – not worried about a protester doing anything to me. I think I'll be fine. I'm worried about some mm-hmm. fucking whoever Trump supporter who's taken his tweets and his stance as a call to action mm-hmm. to try to try to start something. So <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was doing. I was outside with Evan, like standing guard, like what the fuck am I gonna do? I was like, <laughs> it's 
Step up, bitch. <laughs> Pull up. Like looking around, just like I got you. I got your back. <laughs> I don't know what uh, I was supposed to be doing, but it's like I, I'm there. Cause I was like, listen, yeah, I'm gonna be there just because people, people are will take this opportunity to be horrible. And if and if that's controversial, then if you want to hear, if you want to, if you got to hear both sides about. Hey, don't be racist. Don't support white supremacy. And you're like, well, it's complicated. Then, okay, well, again, <laughs> don't listen to this podcast anymore because I don't, I don't need that energy in my life right now. In 2020, if you are still trying to justify that shit, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go get somewhere. the fuck out of here, please. Please, don't be a Kathleen. <laughs> Forget Karen. Don't be a Kathleen when you could be a Melanie. Oh, we want to be a Melanie or Kathleen. Don't be a fucking that's Kathleen. Our, that's our merch right there. That's our merch right there. Ooh. Ooh. I love that merch. Yeah, we should. Would you guys buy that? I just want it. I don't care about any of I just want that t-shirt. <laughs> don't be a Kathleen in a world of Melanie's. Like, mm. don't. Because you'll yeah. embarrass yourself. Because we, we all know how that aged. Mm. We all know how, how Kathleen aged. <laughs> if you've listened to this show to this point, you know our, what our theory about Kathleen has been. So don't be a Kathleen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a lighter note, though, what have I think we tried to start <laughs> being lighter, and then like we just, uh, you know, guys, this is at this point. I feel like I'm talking to shit with my best friend. We're yeah. coping right now, so we're shooting the shit. We're shooting the shit. We're just trying to get through this. But what have you been doing to try to keep yourself sane? Like, Ooh, I've been going through a lot of escapism type stuff. Um, I am trying to... Um, so I'm still working. Also, <laughs> guys, I can't go back to China still. I don't know if I need to update you guys. I'm stuck in America and I can't go back to China. There's uh, my... my I'm not allowed in right now. So um, I'm still working... Um, but I've been, let's see, I've been reading, reading my escapism books about vampires and witches. The Discovery of <laughs> Witches book series is interesting. Um, I cool. started watching, um, so speaking of like, just like, you know, other, other shows that like, you know, are showcasing the black and black. And then of course, you know, black and brown experience. Um, I started watching On My Block on Netflix and it's Ooh. about, Oh, it's so good, Sneak. You'll love it. Okay, so it's um, it's about, like, this group of, like, high schoolers who live in, like, mm-hmm. South Central or, like, um, where there's, like, mm-hmm. Latin Kings and, like, the in the gang-infested territory, but it's, like, funny. And, like, mm-hmm. but, like, they're living out their teen experience and, like, dealing with teen things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, also, like, dealing with, like, that and, like, the trauma that comes with that. It's really, really good and really, really well done. Highly recommend. Um... It's called On My Block on Netflix. I started watching um, Rami on Hulu. Oh, I've seen that. It's so good. Oh, I love it. I love that so much. It's yeah. So Rami on um, Hulu is really good. Um, I'm trying to think of and yeah, just like kind of just only taking in what I like need to take in information wise, and then. Um, like, but I'm trying to ease myself into it. Um, again, as I kind of mentioned, to kind of still be aware and, um, but also like, 
not like overdoing it because that will put me in the dumps real quick. So yeah, I'm kind of staying off Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And pretty much staying off of, uh, pretty much staying off of Facebook. Um, but I, I'm still on TikTok, so <laughs> I go on TikTok a lot. But I mean, just like, I, what's really great, <laughs> what's really great about TikTok is that you can like, you can cater exactly what you want to be seeing. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm just like, I'm just liking and seeing more and more of just like black people doing their thing and making, just do doing great things, cooking great things, being funny as hell and just like yes. being great and black on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so I've just, that's what I've been consuming a lot of and just feeling, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's what I want. So no, that's I, how I was saying. I've loved that seeing a lot of just like instances of black joy that like, mm. you know, just as you just need, like, there's just something, uh, I love us. There's just some shit you watch and you're just like, the blackest thing I've ever seen. This is yes. so funny. Like, I watched this one um, and it was this, my sister sent it to me the other day and it was like, um, it was on Instagram. Like there's some, like there's one I've started like watching more like embracing black culture, that Instagram it's yes, a lot of like, they, black they memes and shit and it's just been so yeah. great because they've been doing a lot of mix a very well balanced mix of political stuff but also just like keeping yes. it light and just like i know you guys all need mm-hmm. this right now so come watch this funny ass video and it's like this is great and i want to say it was on it yep. but it's this video of <laughs> it's like a black like family reunion i think or you know honestly it probably just was like a black cookout it always just becomes a family reunion. I don't know what the event was, but they're like on the street and she's two old ladies and they're like, they decide they're going to like have like a foot race. And I'm like, <laughs> my first thought is like, whose idea is these women are old? They're like, they're like late sixties, early seventies. Like, okay. Like they're about to do like a race down the street. And like, they're really kind of, like, you know, it's like, did a, are you, you know, they start the race and almost immediately they both, fall down and like <laughs> but it's so funny because no one was hurt they fall down and they're just laughing and like yeah. the whole block is just like cracking up <laughs> to a lady just decided <laughs> to have a race they fucking ate it it was so funny but it was like moments of like that that i've been looking for it's just like this is just so funny it just so mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. just a unique experience like yes. black people cut black people cutting up and just having a good time which yes. has been great and just Oh my uh, gosh. Loving it. Watching Insecure, of course. It's been a great <gasps> season. Did you watch did you watch this week's episode? Oh my god, Lauren. Let's not spoil it if someone hasn't I know. seen it. It's like <laughs> Your your position right now is like literally be the entire episode be like, oh my god. <laughs> it's been what I've needed. Like I it was a welcomes. Oh my like, god. Inter- How did she know? Was, How did she know that we needed that It was that a perfectly timed episode. I feel like everyone I've seen who's seen it has been like, I needed this so bad. Like, yes. Like, mm. Oh, my God. Needed it. But we're watching so Insecure. I've been watching um, some YouTubers that I've kind of come upon recently. D'Angelo Wallace mm-hmm. is this, like, black commentator YouTuber. And he's, like, young. He's, he's like, so young. I thought he was, like, <laughs> I was very unsure of his age because he looks very young. But like we all do, so I was mm-hmm. like, he could be my age, but he actually is like twenty one. I'm like, oh my god, you're like a baby. But he's so funny, and he just like lots of commentary on pop culture, different stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. Very funny. He's just very like wonderful, wonderful soul. So check him out. 
Um, one that I really, really love right now, her name is Kenny JD. Um, and she does this series and it's called Bad Movies in a Beat. And she's this like young black woman who yes. does like a get ready with me kind of makeup tutorial or like she just does her makeup while talking about a bad movie mm-hmm. she watched. So it's like her doing like, oh, I just watched, you know, The that. Last Airbender. And she's just like going off about the movie, but also doing her makeup. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's so funny and so wonderful. And I I love her because she's like hell smart, just like mm-hmm. wonderful person. So funny. <laughs> she also used to live in, she lived in Asia. She lived in Korea for some time. So you might also like her. I mean, Korea is not China, but like. Oh. She talks about like her experience <laughs> no, yeah, living abroad and stuff too, which you might you might enjoy seeing that. There's one girl, she like kind of does vlogging and stuff, but she's black. I wanna say like her parents might be African. I don't know, but she she lives in Japan a lot. She like does like I think she was on like America's Next Top Model or something, but mm-hmm. I I'll mention it next time I but yeah. She, I, she comes some popping up. I'm like, ooh, you're funny. I like <laughs> I like your content. Yeah. So it's been nice to kind of find that kind of content and also just watching a lot of movies and stuff that make me happy in general. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I, yeah, I definitely am kind of like, if it, if it's not great, I'm not, I'm not consuming it. Like, like, like some good shit for me to be watching it and, um, Kasumi. I have been rewatching um Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I which I saw I saw in your story. I was just like, what is it? I love you, Lauren, because I'll just open your story. That stuff is good. I'll just open your story and you're just like <laughs> straight to camera. I'm like, what is this girl talking about? <laughs> like, someone get this girl. <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> but the point is, okay, it's so like not that this is a Sabrina the Teenage Witch podcast, maybe starting it, but that show, like that show is like hella hella feminist. So she's like oh, yeah. this young teenager raised by her single aunts who are also always getting shit for being single and like four hundred years old. But they're like, no, we're content. They're like bad bitches. And like we're though. we're raising, yeah, and they're like raising her really well. And like every episode, they have a cameo. Every episode, <laughs> and they <laughs> and I forgot that's how the '90s sitcoms were. Where like they always had like musical artists like somehow part of the storyline or like performed at the end and they're just like and then they like like they always have a cameo like every episode and like it's just it's kind of funny it's like that like laugh track funny but like it's well written like the jokes that you like if you're listening you'll catch it Mm -hmm. so that's a nice background one speaking of that that inspires me to like jump back into just like classic 90s like black sitcoms like sister sister smart guy do you remember the episode of smart guy when destiny's child was on it bitch yes yes like before like beyonce became our patron saint of everything but it's destiny's child when there was four members of it so like og Mm. og destiny's child writings on the wall yes and they're (laughs) on bills 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 like Beyonce oh with like God. Beyonce when she was like before she got bootylicious because I remember there was a time where Beyonce was like mm-hmm. really skinny because she like think yep. you know Hollywood and then she finally just like Mama said listen you about to get these curves and we were like we're gonna receive these curves like yes <laughs> no I I I love I love thick Beyonce I love thick Rihanna just to say like I love just like yes girl yes there's no other way to have it there's no other way. <laughs> Are you watching, watching those what? on Disney Plus? 
So I haven't been watching them. It's just that you mentioned it. That I was like, I'm gonna, you know what? That's oh, what right. I'm gonna do. Like, I just need some like sister, sister in my life. I need like a different world in my life. I need like this. Oh my god, yes. The period of time when there was so much great black content on TV. Fucking Moesha. Where can I watch Moesha? Oh my god, Moesha. Moesha. Um, girlfriends. Yes. Um, uh, what? Um. The, meet the pot. Where are the Parkers? Oh, the Parkers. <laughs> yes. The Steve Parkers Harvey like show. A, the yes. Oh my god. It was a spinoff um, of Moesha, the Parkers. Yep. Because like uh, Kim yep. and her mom and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, that was. Some I good like. Shit. I remember. I remember watching Girlfriends, and I was like, "Ooh, this is cool." Like, I was like, because I remember watching the Girlfriends before Sex and the City, and I was like. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like a more like, like, and I need a girlfriends on HBO. Like, that's what I needed. Yes, absolutely. Living single. I've never, so that's the next thing I was like, I want to watch Living Single and Martin. Those are two I've never seen. I know I'm not even black. Take away my half black card. <laughs> you know what? Listen, we need more of us. So I can't, I can't risk taking that from you. And there are people out there who need their card taken away from them more who are like posting some bullshit right now. So you not seeing Martin or living single is not the worst thing. Okay. Well, I think it's also like when, <laughs> like when it started playing reruns, like it wasn't like my, my family didn't watch it. So like, I never, it was mm-hmm. like, it would always just come on like on reruns on UPN or like WB. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like UPN. My young- <laughs> UPN 20. Yes. Um, <laughs> I remember like it would come on. I'm like, this is boring. Like this is for old people. Like, and so, <laughs> And so I just never watched it. And then I remember when I got like a little bit older and people were like, you never watched Martin? And I'm like, listen, okay. It just like, it bypassed me. It, But like, I, I watched, I watched the other ones. Okay. That's I, fair. I didn't, That's fair. Yeah. I think the only reason why I watched Martin was because I had older sibling who watched it. Yeah. So like, I, I think I, think I would, why, it would have missed me because when I was on, I was a little kid. Same with Living, living Single, but I watched it because mm-hmm. they watched it. So I just would watch yeah. it with them. But Living Single is on Hulu. You have to watch okay, it. I'll, it's I'll it. so good. It is um, it is the prototype of Friends because Friends stole that shit because it's literally the same show. But like Living Single, I like yes. I I know enough of the references that I'm that I can like I can carry on with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I know like I know enough, but I <laughs> but. But like yeah, like diff- but a different world, like that was my shit. Like uh, that, I love when a different I, when world. I, I love I think it's the different world is one of my favorite like theme song openings. Like, it's a different world. Like when you start hearing like the, the harmonica in the beginning and it's like it's all one shot and it's like in them in the schools. Uh I love yes. I love watching the opening. I can watch the opening by itself and just be happy because oh it's like God. oh it's so good. I might just watch it after this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so good. And I remember like that was like um one of the first shows like reruns that I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember like in later seasons, like when um Dwayne and Whitney and I was like, what's gonna happen? Like <laughs> I remember watching reruns for it. But I remember like I remember having this like conversation that like both our friend our our friend at the pod, Marley, um, she <laughs> When Marley and I realized that Hillman College was not a real university, like we were low-key, you're not alone. Like, disappointed. You're not alone. I think a lot of us. Well, oh I think God. part of it is because, because um, a different world listener, if you don't know this, was a spinoff of the Cosby Show. I know 
we know how we feel about Bill Cosby, but still yeah. important to the culture. Great show. Important to the culture. But yeah. part of it is because, and that's what was so cool about the Cosby show, is that um, Dr. Huxable would wear like HBCU like sweatshirts. So he would get, he'd be wearing Howard, yeah. like, you know, a Spellman, which and I wish I had gone to HBCU in hindsight. Oh my gosh. I want I feel like I when missed I think out about, on like, that I, want, I would have gone to Spellman. Girl, me too. I feel like I missed out. I should have gone to Howard. I got into Howard and my sister went to Howard. Like everyone, a lot of my like family went to Howard, but I got in, yeah. I just didn't go. And looking back, I'm like, damn, like that is an experience that I wish I had because I know people who went to HBCUs and like their experience was just like it's just a special a special experience to have to be young and black to go to HBCU and have that kind of culture and shit so like oh it's my one regret it's like I should have gone to HBCU I know and I like I low-key like kind of I just go back and get a second degree and be at Spelman be like right Spelman I illustrious I know but one of the reasons why I thought Hillman was real was because he would wear actual HBCU sweatshirts so when they talked about Hillman and I would also talk about other colleges I assumed it also existed Exactly. You're like, it's just a small one. Because like, like, there's so many HCs I've never heard of. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And then you find I out know. Hillman is like, essentially like, they kind of just, it was an amalgamation of like, you know, the, Howard. of Howard, of oh, they Spelman. they filmed at Howard. Yeah. yeah. And of, um. Or like the B, the B shots they would get were at Howard. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, Hillman, like, what, word up, like, where's my application? Hillman ain't real. Oh, uh, that was like, oh, uh, that was like a really letdown of a day being like, ah, oh, damn. Because like in, in my mind, I'm like, the other HBOs, like <laughs> HBOs, HBCUs, like that's like, that's not like really me, but like Hillman, like that, like I could, because like you watch it on a different world, you're like, I would fit in there. Like I could do that. <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so if, I, when yeah, I, I, if watch- I ever have kids, I think I will, I will encourage that going to the HBCU. Just yeah, or just, like, like, even to, like, go visit and, Yeah, check yeah. it. Apply. At least a, to apply like, to one. Mm-hmm. If you can. Like, you know, apply to one. It's a... It's a unique... Ugh, God. I was reading... I don't know what, what I'm doing reading social media comments. I'm crazy. <laughs> but, like, someone tried to, like, <laughs> use HBCUs as a reason of, like, of black racism. And I'm like, you do know, like, you can go mm-hmm. if you're white. Like, <laughs> anyone could go... As a matter of fact, if you're a yeah. non-black person, you have affirmative action actually works in your flavor like you'll get in like exactly <laughs> you know yeah so it's like it was just funny because like you don't you clearly don't know the history of hbcus and that like one uh-huh. they don't discriminate against you if you're not black two they exist because you weren't allowed to go to other colleges thank you and they have a very important <laughs> place in like uh black history one of my favorite things to do is like look at pictures of students at like howard and stuff in like the 40s and shit to see like black college life in like a different time is really so cool. Oh, what there is like a mini like PBS documentary type thing mm-hmm. I watched. I think it was on Amazon. It was like or I watched it somewhere, but it was like really interesting. And I was like, I remember that I've had this conversation with my brother too. Like we're like, man, HBCUs are so cool. <laughs> like there's like like <laughs> like I'm like all like 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 the homecoming like because my brother and I like love going on YouTube and watch like yes. homecoming vlogs. From HBCUs, and everyone's like, like, it just looks like so much fun, man. Yes, it looks like so much fucking fun. And also just like, I think, um, I think it's, it's, they're so great in part 
because it's the safe space that's created at the in HBCUs. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize this at the time, and I wish I had realized it at the time when I was younger. I think also when I was younger, I was definitely definitely in a very different different mental space. I think I was very much oh girl, me too, trying to pull that whole like I'm not like other black people. Like I'm like a like I'm like a quirky black girl. Like I wish girl, I was that was I was cringy (laughs) as fuck, and I wish I was not like that. But you know, we all have our journeys. I think I've moved past that considerably. But um, yeah, no, I think especially if you're a black person who will eventually have to go into like a mostly white space the importance of being in an hbcu mm-hmm. and being able to build your tribe and build like your social network and the support system i feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. who went to one have of like mm-hmm. professional networking and shit like it's i think they're so great for young people who are like going out into the world like being a part of like a black sorority of fraternity and how those networks help each other to like make it in this world is amazing and i wish i had had that and i envy anybody who like had that experience because it just seems like it just was a you know really great way for young black people to start to kind of like be crafted into like the black future in a way that i'm like shit that would be pretty cool (laughs) i know i just think it's like it's such a different it was such a different time back then of like of like the what well, we kind of talk about like of you know the way that trends the way that like society kind of changes and like I was I was even talking about this with my brother the other day about like how um like the generations today like being different is like cool now like in the sense of like if you weren't like cause, like I think we were one of like the last kind of you know, growing up in high school, like, where it's just, like, you had to follow, like, you needed to follow the cool things. You needed to be part mm-hmm. of this, like, like, it, I just think about, like, if, like it's, like, if you didn't wear these name brands, mm-hmm. like, like, that wasn't cool. If you didn't look a certain way. My hair was natural all through high school, and I never wore my hair out natural. Because Girl, nobody no, else did. Not. So I wore it straight and damaged the fuck no. out of my hair because I wanted to look like everybody else. <laughs> Exactly. Or, like, even just, like, being, like, um, like, you know, like, it's, like, now, like, like, international foods are, like, cool. Mm-hmm. No one bragged about, like, coming from their house, like, smelling like curry. Like, no, yeah. no, one, remember, no one was, like, being, like, yeah, I brought curry for lunch. Like, that was not no, a thing. No, I remember having Indian friends who felt, who were teased for that, or, like, African yes, friends exactly. who were teased People for smelling of different, because they smelled like the food their parents cooked, or they didn't bring their food because exactly. they got picked on, like, Ugh. It's just, it was just such so I like I think about like it's like like I'm the same way where I'm like now like thinking back and I'm like oh man like it would have been so cool to like go to an HBCU and like like have that experience but like my high school self was like nah bro I'm gonna go to the whitest place I could go like I, I was, wasn't like thinking of that sense but I was just like that's where my friends were going but like I was just so um like it was like it wasn't even phased it wasn't a thing in my brain mm-hmm. to even think about mm-hmm. you know yeah. of like but yeah i was just like oh but it was it was like my younger mind um just how i grew up and then also just like different time in general yeah i think i and this is that's one thing when i went to the protests i was so happy to see how young it was mm-hmm. there were so many like gen z is our fucking future like yeah are they kind of right. cringy on tiktok yes but 
we we all we go through phases. They'll grow out of that. But I was so exactly. happy to see how many just like young ass like teenagers of all backgrounds out there. And it's like it gives me hope because mm-hmm. I do think that we are moving into a time where I think a lot more young people are like aware of this shit. Like you said, when we were mm-hmm. growing up, I think I think I was aware. Of it. I, I mean, I knew what racism was. It wasn't like. I was like, what? What's that? Like, I knew right. I knew what it was. Like, I was aware of it. I experienced <laughs> exactly. it at various points. But I think that my response to it was to kind of just swallow a lot of it and then just accept and Girl, just navigate it. I didn't I didn't have like I was watching a YouTube video yesterday and it was a girl. And she was talking about I wish I remember her name. She was talking about like people who fetishize like mixed kids. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to have a mixed baby, and it's like fucking weird. And I'm sure you you know, you know it's, that more than it's fucking, fucking weird. weird. I've heard it because I have a white partner, and it's like your kids are gonna be so cute because they're gonna be mixed. And I'm like, and it's always from black people. I'm like that your anti blackness is showing, your colorism is showing. Don't be fucking weird. That's a weird thing to say. But she sis was going oh my gosh. in, and when she said she was 18, I was like, oh, wow. Like when I was 18, I did not have the language. I did not like. I did not have the no, exactly. fervor. I did not have the confidence to sit there. And like, I think I felt the same way even then, but I think I just was kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to try. I'm just trying to make it. and just would not say shit. Like if I was, if things happened to me, I wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't speak exactly. up. You just like awkwardly laugh yeah. and like. And just accepted it and like went on. Cause I think part of it was just a lack of confidence and also just didn't have a language. And it's so cool oh, to yeah. see like teenagers today have that language to know what a microaggression is, to be able to say, you know, why all lives matter is problematic. Oh my to know God. what being problematic is. Microaggression. Like, I, I didn't know. Microaggression. Jeez no, Louise. I didn't have no idea. That's what I was experiencing. Basically my entire high school experience. But I just like, you know, it's, I, I have hope for the future because they have the resources and the, Having the power of language alone to describe something is so powerful. And to see like these young people talking about like safe spaces and queer folk and, you know, using these like terms that I'm still like, I think, I I think I'm pretty woke, but there's still shit that I'm like, yo, what's that? Like I was at the protest and was like, wait, what's that stand for? What's that? Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that? I don't know what that is. Like, shit, like I'm, Mm. you know, we're talking all about being woke and shit. There's still things I have to learn about, and I'm so, like, proud of young people that they're, like, so immersed in that culture to be, like, listen, like, this is, this is how we move. And I'm, like, god damn. I I, I almost, like, I was talking to people I was with. I was, like, I kind of wish I was 16, like, right now. Just because, like. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so inspired by them and in awe of, like, the youngins. As much as we talk shit about young people, like, I'm in awe of them. And, like, ugh. It made me. It made me feel hopeful for the future I when I see like these young ass kids who are just like, yeah, gender's a construct. So is race. And just like saying all this shit. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know who Audra Lord is? You're 17. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it's dope. It's yeah. it's so cool. <laughs> I know it really is. And it's like, yeah, that because I think like thinking back of like. Yeah, just, like, your younger self of, like, what was just, like, so normalized. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, just, like, part of everything. But, yeah, you just had to kind of, like, like, that was life. And, like, yeah, growing up and being, like, oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> like, just think about, like, looking back of just, like, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, to be, oh, man. To be in high school now. Damn. 
especially because I feel like for us, like we, I remember, I remember growing up and then like going away to college, be like, damn, like we went to like a multicultural yeah. school. Like we went and then I remember like, I, I was like, cause I remember that was the biggest thing of just being like, oh, like, you know, like my life was different. Like mm-hmm. we, like we were, we were a woke school. But, but then you look back and you're <laughs> we're like, still, we're still and you're like, not really, shit. like. I was exactly. actually on Facebook yesterday again. I, why am I on social media still? And <laughs> someone on a friend's thread, they were talking about like stuff and someone came in and referenced our school and was like, I'm shocked to see so many people from this school. We went to a school that was racially mixed. This person was black, mind you. And like, we got along and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I popped in. I was like, if you think that we all got, we didn't. Like in the, at the time, I thought it was fine. Looking back, I was like, oh, shit. There was some shit that I saw. I heard teachers say, other students say. I heard students say the N-word. I heard teachers actively discriminate against students. You know, I saw... Oh, my God. All the fucking time. I was in a lot of gifted class, you know, like AP gifted classes that were mostly white. Exactly. And it was like, Mm -hmm. shit happened in those classes that were unacceptable. And I was so happy to see two teachers that were also my teachers jump in and be like, Hey, I worked in the same county. It was not what you think it is. It's not. And I don't know if this guy, yeah. this guy is like at MIT now. So I think he thinks he's like better than people. Cause I think he like, he's not people who like things like, Oh, like, well, yeah. oh, I have a degree, but blah, blah, blah. this doesn't affect me. I'm like, okay, good luck. But, um, and I was like, you doing, a- okay. Okay, boy, go ahead. Like I'm so I'm, we still out here fighting for you though, but go right ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, it was cool seeing like people speak up and be like, it was not like that. There was some shit that happened in our school that was not okay, and you know, I think I think a lot of us just accepted it, and I think we've gotten older and realized it was not okay. Because I think that's the other thing of like just in the area that we lived in, there was a very where I think is in other places it might just be like, oh, this is like the black students. Like there's like there was definitely a like a, a divide when it came to um, like the gifted black and brown people and Asian people color people of color gifted group and then the people that were not in the way that both ends were treated and once you were once you're plagued as one it's like forget it exactly especially because I think there are a lot of students who were not who were black who probably were still very gifted but were not put in those Mm -hmm. classes because the teachers were not looking for them. And I remember in middle school, Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons why I ended up in the track, because I I did took Connor's classes in middle school, but I wouldn't say I was like, I think I was like gifted initially. I think I eventually kind of went in on that track because I had a black math teacher who, and I remember him, uh, Mr. I would say it was Richardson. He, I think I remember about him is that he was allergic to chalk, which I thought was very ironic because he's a teacher. But like, he had to wear like special gloves to like use the chalk. It was. Oh my gosh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't, I like, I didn't know until you said the gloves and I was like, yep, I yeah, know that guy. Because he he's allergic. And I remember I did pretty well in his math class and he was the one who recommended me to go into like the fast track. And it's because of him, I think, that I was seen. I mean, like seen because I was a student who was put in that track 
but I don't know if my teacher had been white, that would have happened. I think that we had a good relationship. I remember him advocating for his black students. And I think that the reason why I ended up in that class and then subsequently ended up in gifted classes in math and eventually taking AP courses in high school and stuff was because I had a teacher who looked Mm -hmm. out for me and put me there. I think there were plenty of students in my class prior to going to the gifted track who were very smart and very gifted, but I don't think they ended up there because they were not. Mm-hmm. We have mostly white teachers who were not looking out for them and who were looking to mm-hmm. the mostly white and Asian students and seeing them as being the quote unquote smart kids. And there were plenty of black kids mm-hmm. and Latino kids who were not even considered. Yep. And it's like they weren't they weren't dumb. They were very smart. Exactly. They just were not. They weren't seen. And that shit, that's, it happens exactly. as early as like when you're in school and like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how liberal you're... Don't get us started on the school to prison pipeline, okay? Don't get us started. I think a lot of people we grew up with, because we grew up in, like, what is considered a liberal area, walk away thinking that, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we were different. Oh, it it didn't happen. No, it happened. It's just that... Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, what end of the spectrum and political spectrum you're on, this shit happens everywhere. And, yeah. Do you want to start closing out? Because this is a long one. It's like two hours. Baby. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But it was like, oh my gosh. Did I talk about how therapeutic this was? Oh my was? God. Lauren, yes. It was so there. Also, my headphones so starting to hurt my ear. <laughs> Girl, me too. <laughs> That's what happened. Like with these with these twists of my hair, like the, my, well, also I have a very large head. It's very hard for me to fit these around depending on how my hairstyle is. I'm wearing a top bun right Your now. Your head is not large. Stop. It's not working out. Girl, I can't buy hats. <laughs> the hats don't fit me. <laughs> Straight hair or not, nah, hats don't fit me. <laughs> Girl, I can't buy hats. Should also be a merch. It should be merch. <laughs> like when they talk, like I, I've tried finding like extended hat sizes because you know it's like cute little like you know like summer hats or like you know like oh I'm a boho traveler mm-hmm. hat. They don't exist. For my head. It's okay. Evan has a big head too. When we were at Columbia, uh, we took a cooking class and they gave us chef's hats and his didn't fit. Like it had a little snap in the back. He had to leave his open and his head is too big. (laughs) When I tell him, tell him I see him. I see him. I acknowledge him. He is not alone. Okay. (laughs) That shit is hard. Burger King crowns don't fit. Don't fit. Like, but because that's the thing when you go, we start looking. They have only one size. That's hats. true. They don't unless you're going to like lids, like with like the baseball cap stuff. They have different size hats because they're just be fitted. But like, forget it. And natural hair, forget oh, that's it. That's true. Forget it. If I want to try to wear a hat, it's like like I'm gonna have to like slick down my hair wet mm-hmm. and then put it on, and then it just looks like the hat's too small. You for should me. get um go to Melanin Hair Care. You know Whitney's thing. She has those visors. And it's got like the space. I know, but visors aren't cool. No, they're cute though. If you have your little puff, I think those are cute. I've seen when she modeled it on her Instagram, it was very cute. And you put your little like the visor and put your ponytail or whatever at the top. I thought it was cute. But I don't want I don't want a hat for like for like sports and shit. No. I want a hat for like no, fashion. No, but it's fashionable. I think it's I think they're cute. I think you can like rock it. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like someone that can always go into a store and buy a hat and they don't understand the <laughs> I know. I'm not acknowledging my, my small head privilege. <laughs> 
I was talking about those little cute like brim hats, you know? That like I'm I'm a, I'm traveling and I got my hat and I got my little suitcase and like my flowing hair. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that might not be that hard for you, but you might have a visor that'll fit your head. <laughs> I've had my my share of visors. They're not as I'm fun. Sorry. Because <laughs> you always you always end up looking like a middle aged woman, no matter what. I stand by what like, I said. I've seen women with natural hair walk visors, and they look so cute. And I actually was like, I kind of, I want to. Should I get a visor? <laughs> so whenever I see anyone looking cute doing anything, I'm like, should I be? Should I be doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's like the army pants maybe. and flip flops again. It's like, should I be wearing army pants and flip flops? Oh, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, I kind of oh, lost sorry. I didn't cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I just want some army pants now. Like, camels come make a comeback. Like, it's like the, the cool. I guess it really went out of style, but like the cool like fashion camos kind of came back. I can get down with that. I can go for a camo jacket for some camo oh. pants, camo joggers. Oh yeah, those are cute. You should get those. Maybe I should get so, those. But, should I be right? wearing those? <laughs> hmm. Okay, but um. <laughs> Yeah, that was our episode. Um, if you stuck around, you're an ally. You're an accomplice. You are you're a, real a one. real one. If you dropped out, you know, if you dropped out because it was too, well, if you drop, you're not hearing it. Fuck it, whatever. I can see where it got too heavy sometimes, and like maybe if you also are coping through this, it was too much to listen to. But um, yeah, um, keep listening. We're gonna post some resources on, I guess, on our Instagram, probably also on this episode when you get it, of places you can donate. Things you could be reading, um, you know, I understand that it's like, I'm not a big fan of like, oh, it's up to black people to teach like non-black people what to be reading or doing. But I also yeah. feel like even though our platform is very small, it still is a platform. So if I can reach even two of you who exactly. decide to donate or take some kind of action during this time, I think we did our job. I think we tried something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, I guess I guess it's a signing off. Uh, catch you later, broomheads. Does this still work? This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are still broomheads. Broom like it's still the the link the link that brings us together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads. <laughs> <laughs>